Hey, 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 I'm back. That's right. I am back from maternity leave and I am ready to dive in and tell you how it went. I took 110 days off, officially 110 days, and I can't wait to wrap that all up and put a little pretty bow on it so that we can cover it in today's episode. That's right. I'm going to recap what I shared with you in episode 65 about what we did to plan for that maternity leave. And I'm going to share with you now how it all went. I'm also going to tell you a little bit more about a question that I got in our free Facebook group community about how I can trust the team to handle the company while I'm away. Then lastly, I want to touch on a few things that I learned during that maternity leave that I want to share with you and I want you to think about too. So this episode, it is jam-packed just like a lot of our episodes are, but I really want you to tune into this one because I'm just so excited to be back and I'm going to pour my heart and soul out for you and give you a glimpse inside what it's like now (laughs) at Fat Boss Nation. Welcome to the Boss Your Business Podcast, the show for the local pet business owner. If you have a physical building, carry inventory, have a team, or dream of having one someday, then this podcast is for you. You'll hear honest conversations from pet pros work in the streets of Main Street, where dog business is big business. I'm your show host, Candace Daniolo, the founder of Pet Boss Nation and a pet business coach. I've started, scaled, and sold three successful pet businesses, and now help mentor thousands of pet professionals to see success faster together. I'm sharing my favorite business tips with you, mixed with the latest secrets of what's working now, especially in this challenging world. So if you're a pet supply store, grooming salon, dog daycare, boarding facility, pet sitter, dog trainer, or really anyone covered in fur, let's get started. Back on Valentine's Day of 2023, I had my first baby boy, my first child, actually. His name is Carmine Valentino Palermo, which if you've been listening to the podcast for a while now, you probably know that I have had a baby. And I've been so fortunate that my team has stepped in to help make sure that the company still ran without me. That's right. I officially took off 110 days. Although it's been more like 60 to 75 before I started scheduling some meetings again with the team and like working behind the scenes to prepare for what the company might look like as I come back. And really the reality was I needed about 45 straight days of just solid time off. That's from when we had the baby to when I really actually felt like I could breathe again (laughs) or like, you know, respond to any emails or feel like I had maybe any semblance of a life because having a baby, man, this is hard. It is definitely a hard thing. A mad respect to all the mamas out there and anybody who's ever cared for a newborn. This is a whole new level of hard that I didn't even know existed, but we've gotten through it. That's right. Mr. Carmine, he is now three and a half months old as I record this. And we just had a fun weekend with our family and with the pool opening. We tried to get him out there to get his toes wet in the pool, but he wasn't having it. So <laughs> he might be a little too young or it was overstimulation. I'm not quite sure, but we will keep trying. So as I said, took a ton of time off and I didn't even think that that would be possible. I can't imagine that would be possible. And I know for a lot of you, it's probably not possible for you to take that much time off because you know, you're know you in the shop, work in the store floor, you are grooming the dogs, you're training the dogs, You know, a lot of maybe what the work that you're doing really does need you. 
our business is different because I do get to work from my home and it is all online versus your local pet business that you have. So some of this stuff is, is a little different. And I feel very fortunate that I took that time off so that I could really be there for Carmine and just present to be part of all of it. And that's really important, clearly. And I don't know how moms do it that I have to get back to work even six weeks in. Now, Carmine has taught me a lot of life lessons, and I could share a lot of those with you, but I'm not going to in this episode. This episode is a little bit more about business and how what I've learned applies to you. And I, you know, some some key takeaways for you from my experience, because I know that you're really wondering, how did it all go? (laughs) Well, it went fantastic. I'll just start right there at the top. It went amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to the Pet Boss Nation team. Between Yolanta, Maddie, Kate, Megan, Sarah, now we have Jennifer, and now Amanda and Allison. I could never have imagined years ago when I started Pet Boss Nation that I would ever be able to take that much time away from the business, but I just did. And I did it because you guys really run this company like it's your own. You make amazing decisions. You treat our clients well. And you ensure that things just keep rolling ahead. That's right. So for our listeners here, you know, really almost anything you want to build and do, it takes a team to make it happen. And that has been one of the big ahas for me is that there just is not enough time to get everything done. There just really isn't. And that will require us to get support and find help, whether you're having a kid, raising a kid, or you're, you know, building a company or you're, you know, running your company, or maybe your, your company is your baby. (laughs) Either way, it takes people to help you. So that's really where I want to like, just start is by saying, thank you. Thank you to the team. You've done an amazing job and I can't wait to see what we create together here in the rest of 2023 together. And I probably could have made this whole episode just about the number one most important thing in life is sleep. (laughs) Sleep is critical and so important. Now that I'm getting a full night's sleep, I'm like a brand new woman. We've been doing that for about three weeks. It's amazing (laughs) because those first 45 days, like I said, are exhausting. You know, I thought I could handle that part of it because I've I've pulled all-nighters. I've done a few, I'm even days in a row without very much sleep. But having a newborn and all the hormone stuff and gosh, you know, Carmine was trying to figure out how to be a human being and I was trying to figure out how to be a mom and do all these things like that was all a whole new level of hard I never knew. So I've just got mad respect for anybody who's ever had a newborn or raised a child after that. So the truth is that it's hard. It's hard to get it all done. And the truth is that I'm recording this podcast episode at 10, 10 p.m. Central Time about a week after it was supposed to be due to our podcast editor and for the rest of the team. And it took me way longer than it should have today to make the outline and prepare it all for you. But I wanted to make sure it was jam-packed with lots of good stuff. But that's, I just wanted to be real with you. You know, things, things always take longer than they expect. And I am really behind right now. Behind as in like, we have big dreams and big goals and we're pushing forward with a lot of really cool things. And I have to figure out how to get it all done. Fortunately, I did just find a nanny to help, but honestly, I'm nervous. Like I am really nervous about kind of coming back to work and coming back at the level that in my mind I want. And I know when we're going to talk about that too, but I know what I want. I'm very clear with the vision that I have for Pet Boss Nation. And it seems a little scary. (laughs) Um, It's exciting, but it's scary. And I just don't 
want to, to continue to get behind because I've gotten behind, you know, before I left on my maternity leave, I had felt like I was ahead. I was ready for the baby. And now I've just been enjoying the baby. <laughs> I haven't been working very much. So I just wanted to be real about that because I know that you probably are feeling a little behind and like you can't get ahead or that you're just spinning so many plates. You're probably having a hard time prioritizing. I know that that's one of the biggest struggles that entrepreneurs face is what they should get done first and in what order, because everything seems important. I just hope that, you know, you know, you're not alone because there's a lot to get done and only so much time in the day. And I think all of us are pulled in too many directions. And so I just want to give you permission to work on one thing all day long if you want to do like I did with this podcast episode and got nothing else done (laughs) except caring for Carmen, of course. And also hopefully at least one idea in this podcast today will make it worth your time that you've dedicated to us today. All right, let's get started here. What I want to do first is recap kind of what we did to prepare some of the key things and then the reality of what really happened and how it all went. Because the truth is, you know, we can have the best plan, but nothing goes as planned, right? (laughs) Well, today's is a perfect example of that, right? It it taking me all day to get to where we are. I kept fumbling on my words. I just want to be honest and real. You know, we can be our own worst critics sometimes, right? I have it all planned out. It's all laid out here right in front of me, but still the best plans don't always go as planned. So at Pet Boss Nation, our biggest issue that we had to think about for me to take this time off was that I'm the voice of the company. And so we had to figure out, well, if Candace isn't going to be here, right? If I'm not going to be here, what are we going to do? So what we did is we batched content, okay? Which meant that leading up to taking any time off, I recorded as many podcasts as I could. And I would do them like sitting down, you know, one day a week, I would prep out a bunch of outlines and think about what I was going to say. And then the next day I might record two podcast episodes and maybe two more later that week. So by the end of the week, I would have four podcasts a whole month recorded, batched out for you guys. I did the same thing with our YouTube videos and some social media posts and reels and stuff, and then content for our Pet Boss Club members. So we got ahead and it felt so good. It felt really good. So the end result of getting all that batched content out ahead of time and done was it finally allowed our team to get ahead on the production side of things. But what has happened is that now that I haven't had the time, as I just said, it's so hard to find the time to get it all done. We are now way behind and the team is probably crossing their fingers, um, praying to the gods (laughs) that Candace gets her act together, that I get my act together and I can find the time and get ahead to start creating and batching content ahead of schedule again. Because what that does is it'll help relieve any of the last minute deadlines that the team has to deal with to make things happen for us. And so I need to make it a priority. And now that we have a uh, a nanny that's now um, helping with Carmine, I'm really, really hoping that we can begin to get ahead again. The batching the content worked in the beginning. We have fallen off track. I need to get back on track again. The other piece of me being the face of the company is that we had to find replacements for me in some sense, because some of it still had to happen live. Like for our pet boss club members, our clients, we still wanted to make sure that they were getting their live workshops and their live Q and A's and that 
they still had their co-working sessions. And so I had to rely on bringing in guest experts. I relied on my team to help facilitate these things. And then we introduced Pet Boss All-Stars. Now, I think that it all went really well. Actually, we can, we, we got everything in advance for our experts and then they led the trainings and hosted amazing, amazing live Q and A's and the all-stars, you know, uh, they were able to step in and answer a lot of questions that our community had or share what they were working on, you know, and some all-stars had more time than others to be able to, to fulfill that role. So what worked really well was that our guest experts brought in a lot of new information into the membership as far as trainings and resources and ideas. It was just so fun and exhilarating to get their perspective and take on things. But I know that we could have even gone deeper with them or had them more involved throughout the month. And so that was a missed opportunity on our part. And so maybe that's something that we can revisit and do better next time. And our all-stars, you know, they were hand-selected by me, but Some of them maybe just didn't have as much time to engage in the community as others. And so, you know, if I want to continue that program, I might look at it and go, well, how can we motivate those all-stars even more to elevate that program? So I guess I bring this up because I want you to think about, you know, things in your business that are going well, but that they could be even better or what opportunities still exist for you to tap into. So the first big piece of me being able to take time off was that I was the face of the business and we had to figure that out. The second piece is that I knew I had to rely on my team. I really did. So we had to prepare for that. And one of the things that we did leading up to taking time off was weekly meetings. I had weekly meetings with my operations manager And that went really well. It was fantastic. And then we incorporated that into the maternity leave while I was gone. We gave me a few weeks to just adjust. And then we just touched base at least um, to check in so that she had an opportunity to ask me questions if there were issues in the company or things she wanted to discuss with me. And then we kept them up for, I'd say, really consistently for the second half of the maternity leave. And then this last like month, maybe even more than that, we kind of converted them into being other meetings now where we brought in additional team members. And I'd say what's great though about it, I mean, even though they, they've shifted, we're still meeting regularly, but what's great is that we try to have them be like specific to the thing we need to discuss. So previously they were just kind of like, let's just check in and make sure that Our operations manager, Yolanta, had time to meet with me to talk about anything that she needed to talk about. Now it's kind of shifted to say, okay, what's our main focus right now? Our main focus right now is our next opening of the Pep Boss Club, which we are going to be doing in the middle of July. So save the date for July 16th, because that is when the Pep Boss Club is going to open again. And we have something really special coming our way. So make sure you stay tuned to hear all about it. And that's the Pet Business Boot Camp. Everything kicks off on July 16th. So you will hear more about it soon. But now that's kind of where we've shifted our meetings now are these weekly, very long, but still productive, highly high productive meetings just focused on the Pet Business Boot Camp. I want you and your businesses, if you're not doing it already, there is someone, or if you don't have a team, there's probably a topic, not probably, I know there's a topic that you should be putting time on your calendar for 
to have a weekly meeting with your team or yourself to help you stay on track. It's, it can be a game changer. It's highly productive. Okay. So that worked really well, even though they might've been hit or miss, you know, like maybe they didn't happen or maybe we had to reschedule them. We always got back on track. The other thing that uh, worked really well was getting our systems documented, right? We had, a, we documented a lot of processes. We, we put some things in place to help onboard new team members and to help current team feel like they um, knew what was expected of them in my absence. So we did get a lot done, but there still are missing pieces, right? As we grow and expand and as we added more team and as now we have, you know, the, the team is feels more comfortable and confident on taking on additional roles, we're realizing, gosh, there's a lot that we could still document, make some lists for, create some tutorials for. So we will be working on those. I have a funny story for you too about list making. Well, my dad always makes fun of me for all the lists I make. I even have a dry erase board in my kitchen, like a giant dry erase board. I'm constantly making lists everywhere. Post-it note lists, lists on dry erase boards, lists in notebooks, lists on my note app, lists in Google Doc, lists in Airtable. They're all over the place. And I even had to make a list on my feeding steps for baby Carmine. I was always like when we, we would wake up every like hour and a half, every 90 minutes, waking up in the middle of the night. And I'm a new mom. I was like, what has to happen first? Like in my own mind, it was like every time I would grab him out of the bassinet and go sit down to feed him, I'd realize, gosh, I really want some water. I'm so dry and dehydrated. Or like, where's oh my phone? There's my phone, but it needs to be charged. Or, oh yeah, he needs to be burped or I should have changed his diaper first, right? I was just so tired and I was trying to learn the steps. So I started documenting my steps and rearranging them in order in the notes app on my phone. And I did, I spent a few nights where I was like, okay, now I feel like I've gotten the right system. And I just looked at that list and I would make sure I had what I needed and I would get them out of the bassinet. And we like ended up having a much smoother night together actually, because I had created a little system for myself. And then I got to a point where I was doing it, you know, so frequently and I gained the confidence in it that I didn't need my list anymore. And that sounds really, maybe sound really silly to you, but it helps me. And I know that like it helps our team members too, right? When they have something to reference and they can practice it and they become more skilled at it, it's a good thing. So, you know, don't hesitate in building out step-by-step plan for even a basic process. Another thing that worked really well was that we gave them access to everything that they needed, right? Software, some credit cards that to pay for bills in case something came up. They had access to contacts within the company or other people they might need to get a hold of uh, just so that they could really excel at their, in their roles. And one of the things that we didn't have before uh, I left, but that we rolled out right, right away was Slack. And I know a lot of companies have been using Slack for a long time. It's nothing new, but it's a way to kind of keep conversations in specific channels so that the team can message each other back and forth within those channels. And you can have it as an app on your phone or a browser on your, in your browser, or sorry, it's an actually separate app on your computer, but um, it helps prevent all the emails from stacking up. And we were kind of getting a lot of control with that. And we had other apps that we use for productivity and, and project management. Slack was one app that has really helped us as a team communicate much better. So all in all, I would say I would give us an eight out of 10 
I'm going to go on the higher end there. An eight out of 10 for getting ahead and actually, and actually putting things in place to get through the maternity leave. I don't know. Maybe it's even a nine out of 10 guys. It could be a nine out of 10 because I really don't know that many other people who are the face of their companies who have a fairly newer team uh, to be able to take that much time away. But it was the systems and the process that have saved us. And I will tell you that it's also having really great people. And so then that leads me to the second thing I want to talk to you about. And that is about trusting the team that we have. You know, I tossed a question out to a Facebook group that we run for pet industry professionals. It's totally free. And if you're not part of it, you should absolutely join it. I'll link to it in the show notes. But the question that I posed was just, hey, I'm going to be recording some podcast episodes coming up. What do you want me to talk about? And one of the suggestions that we got was from Kevin Moat. And he wanted to know how it all went, right? Like how did the, how did the maternity leave go? Actually, this whole episode is probably kind of inspired by this comment, but the part I want to cover now that he's asking about was just how to build trust within the staff and um, what that was structured like and how to, how to support from a distance. And so I don't know that I can go too deep into all of this, but what I will say is that, you know, first it needs to start with hiring people that you believe in, right. And that, you know, are qualified for the position. And even if you don't know, I mean, you can, you can don't may not know if they're qualified for the position, but we need as business owners to kind of quickly assess if someone is actually qualified or not. Meaning we are going to ask them the proper questions during an interview process, questions that are more behavior-based questions that align with skills and mindset and behaviors that we want to, uh, that we want our employees to display in those roles, right? We're going to ask really good behavior-based interview questions. We're going to get to know them through that process. As you're getting to know them, I think trust is naturally, will naturally come, right? And trust comes by doing what you say you're going to do by when you say you're going to do it. So I think them as a team, they work to rely on each other to meet the deadlines and deliverables. That is a work in progress for us, like I said, because we got ahead and the team was great. The team got ahead and it it was all working really well. And then I went and messed it all up. (laughs) The baby Carmine's schedule went and messed it all up. And so now we need to get back on track. So, but part of, I think trust is just, you know, doing what you say you're going to do. So let's like take a step back now too. Let's think about like, if you don't have any employees yet, because I know some people that listen to this uh, podcast may not have employees yet. I want you to start to think though, like who would fill in for you and what do they need to know so that you can take some time off. And even if you don't think that you're ready, I just want you to think who, who will fill in for you because emergencies come up, you know, or you, and you deserve to take time off. We cannot be chained to our businesses. So who is going to fill in for you? What do they need to know? What's the bare minimum? Maybe you could already hire someone right now anyway. Maybe it's an admin role. Um, that's part-time. They can just handle customer service issues or sales calls for you while you're out and kind of pre-book for when you return. You know, maybe it's a part-time retail sales associate who handles, you know, floor coverage and understands the basics of things. And then, yeah, maybe some projects pile up until you get back, but at least the business can be open. Or maybe it's a trusted friend in the industry who can um, swoop in and save the day. So I want you to think about who your person is. 
And then once you have these people and once you have employees, we really need to give them opportunities to learn, to learn what to do, to learn your processes, to learn through trial and error, right? So they're going to absorb this knowledge. Then they're going to test and try the task at hand and they're going to get feedback. Sometimes it's positive feedback. Sometimes it's not great feedback, but they need feedback from you. We have to coach them through it. And then we're going to let them do it over again. We're going to continue to let them repeat the process of the task that we need them to do. And that's how people grow and learn. Like we are not perfect uh, by any means when we try to do any, a lot of things. And in our minds there, what we do is perfect. And maybe when we're running it, it's perfect, but the reality is we've had a lot of practice in getting there and we freaking developed the system <laughs> inside our businesses. Just because we des- developed and designed, it doesn't mean other people can comprehend it, right? I know for me, myself, I make these complex, really complex systems sometimes that they're overwhelming and I need to just pull back a little bit and make it even, even simpler to understand. But we need to give our employees those opportunities to try things and get feedback and then continue to let them build on those skills and build that confidence. So giving them tools like checklists, videos, tutorials, PDFs, real world practice working next to you. I I also think it's really important that they can feel comfortable asking you questions or know how you want them to communicate with you, like either what time of day or when they might get some one-on-one time with you or when's a good time to check in to get the next step. And then we, as the employer, just really have to let go. (laughs) We do. We have to let go of the task at a certain point so that everybody can learn to grow, including you, including me, right? There's a lot of growth that can happen for everybody when we stop controlling the situation or stop micromanaging people. The team will step up. The ones that should be with you will step up and take on more responsibility And um, they sometimes are actually better than you are. (laughs) I find that in my own company. And we also like can't hover during that training process. We have to let them do it their way. And I've, I've had to learn that, right? I've had to learn in the company, but I have also had to learn it in the maternity leave (laughs) where um, maybe the person who's helping with dishes like my husband might load the dishwasher a different way than I do. That's okay. At least it's getting done, but I hover. I used to hover. I don't hover anymore, but I would hover because, you know, I'm, you know, this is, I feel like one of the things we all get real particular about how the dishwasher should be loaded. But, and at the beginning when he was helping me, I would, you know, rearrange things and make it how I would want to make it. And, and he would just be like, gosh, well, I'll just, do you want to do the dishes? Like, I'll just leave them here for you. Right. And walk out, he'll walk out the kitchen. I was like, no, that's not what I want. I don't want that. I'm sorry. I'm just like taking over your job and redoing it. So, um, that's a minor example, you know, or like actually even feeding the baby, right? Like he has a different way that he likes to feed Carmine then how I feed Carmine. And at first, it were, you know, I was like, oh, that's not the way to do it. All right. Being overly critical instead of appreciating that he was helping and he would have his own way. And it doesn't really mean that mine was better or changing diapers, right? Like what's the way to change diapers? It's funny. Like, I feel like I know the way. And then I was trying to teach him. And then I have a friend come over and she showed me another trick that she does. And I was like, oh, wow, I never thought of that. You know, <laughs> thinking about simple diaper changes. So the point is there's that we can't hover because if we hover and criticize people or even just change the way that they did something, it's, um, it makes them think we don't trust them. 
it also deters them from actually wanting to do it again or do it the right way. And they might just be overly critical of themselves and because of how we've hovered and changed what they've done, right? So we can't do that. We need to let the employees be free <laughs> in a sense, not, not totally free, right? Remember the first step is giving them the training, giving them the feedback, giving them the, you know, giving, coaching them through it, letting them repeat the process on their own. And then we can have those coachable moments, but we can't hover and criticize. And I think the last thing here about trust and trusting the employees, how did I get to this point to be able to trust and take that much time off? I know there's going to be a mistake. We all make mistakes. We all do. But everything is figure outable. Everything's figure outable. I even act this, you know, think of that in my own, in my, my life outside of work. But like, think to yourself, when something goes wrong, what's the worst thing that could happen? I mean, you can think about it in your business. What's the worst thing that could happen in your business? And, and then ask yourself, so what? <laughs> so what? So what if? A customer is upset about something. Okay, so what? So now what? What are we going to do? What now? What now would you do? How would you fix it? Everything is figure outable. Everything is fixable. And if it's not fixable, it's not the end of the world. You have still built a business that has customers and people coming in. And and now you have learned from that experience. And maybe, maybe if you lost the customer, you lost the customer, but maybe you've tweaked a policy that you have, or you've gone back to more training with that team member. I mean, really, truly, what is the worst thing that can happen to you? And then ask yourself, all right, well, so what? So what if that happens? What now? How are you going to fix it? You can ask yourself that so what question to almost any situation that comes up to help you figure out what to do next. The next few things I want to cover with you here are things that I learned Uh, I feel like either about myself or that I've seen while I was on the maternity leave that I wanted to share with you. The first one is that I am not a workaholic. I am a legacy builder. I am not a workaholic. I am a legacy builder. Repeat after me. No, I've always been a workaholic. I, I love it. I feel like, you know, business is my hobby. I've said it here before. And I really still want to work a lot now, you know, even though I want to uh, definitely find time to enjoy life and enjoy what we've, what we have and enjoy my new baby and my family, I still enjoy working, but I'm making a big shift mentally. I missed a lot in the early years of running my business. I mean, I might even say up to like year seven, like I was just working all the time and not not planning ahead for what I really wanted to do outside of the business. I kept getting sucked back in to everybody else's shifts when they would call off and uh, it was a nightmare. So I, I had to put things in place like we've already talked about with systems and processes and hiring people to support me and getting them trained so we could actually take some time off. Like all of that work has to go in ahead of time. But I really feel like being a workaholic and identifying with that just really kind of means that you, you work too much and you do miss out on things I and mean, you're not present. You're just not present in your life and other places. And so obviously because of having a baby, I want to be present and I want to be with him because I know that this time just passes so quickly. Um, but I'm now realizing too, though, that while I want to be present, I'm going to shift that thinking of being a workaholic 
to being a legacy builder because I, I still want to go back to work. And what was wild about not going to global pet expo in Orlando, but like sitting behind the scenes and watching social media and all the excitement ahead of time. And then while everybody was there and um, kind of then getting the recap from my team of their experience being there, I really had FOMO, right? Like I was really like, oh gosh, I just want to be there so bad. And what it realigned for me at least was it reminded me how much I love the pet industry. And it reminded me of all the work that we've already done and that that we've created and building our community of hundreds of pet business owners around the US and, and Canada. And I just, I just was like, I want to be there so bad with everybody. I want to see them in person. I want to see our brand partners and I want to um, continue to grow Pet Boss Nation. And so while I was in FOMO <laughs> holding the baby, I realized that I was like, okay, I, I need to really think about the vision for Pet Boss Nation. And what does that look like? What, what does our company look like? Not just a year from now, but five years from now and 10 years from now. And and why am I working so hard in that? And it's because I really want to leave a legacy, right? We're, we already are leaving a legacy of the impact that we're making here with this company to so many small business owners, especially those of you who listen to the podcast, right? <laughs> and and the, those of you that work with us in the Pet Boss Club, but we're truly making an impact. But then I you know, think a step farther too, and I'm like, well, what legacy am I leaving that Carmine is going to be able to benefit from like, right. Like I need to really mentally make a shift here of working on this business. Like what kind of focus do I need to put in and what kind of direction do I need to take this company and what kind of dedication to get to the point where we're, we're, I don't, I don't know if we can even say building generational wealth as they say, but like we're uh, where can we take this company? I, and I've got that vision. That's a whole other podcast episode. When I think of Pet Boss Nation, like we have thousands of members is what I see in our future. We are a powerhouse at different trade shows. We have this community that's so tightly knit and and bonded together. We have resources, um, deeper resources for all the different niches in the industry. And we are truly making a financial impact to um, all these thousands of businesses, um, small businesses and local communities. And we're inspiring people to want to step up into leadership roles inside our company. And, and maybe we even have some merch lines down the road. And I mean, I have all kinds of ideas of, of ways that we can grow the company, but I guess I just what came about from shifting that thinking of being a workaholic to being a legacy builder was a shift in how I want to step into even more the full potential of what this company at Pet Boss Nation can do for the pet industry and small business owners. And I'm excited about it. And whether Carmine comes into the family business or not, you know, he will reap the benefits of, of what my dedication and hard work to pursuing and continuing what we've built and how that can result in that, you know, he'll, he'll benefit from that. So two things I want you to think about this month. I want you to think about one, can you commit to being more present and what that really means, right? It might mean putting down your phone. Now that I am with a baby all the time, I do have my phone to entertain me (laughs) because he doesn't do much or wasn't doing much. Now he's, now he's doing a lot more, but so how can you commit to being more present for your employees, for yourself, for your family? 
for the work that you're doing, right? When you sit down and actually do the work, how can you remove the distractions? And I also want you to think about what legacy you are leaving. What is going to be your legacy? What matters to you? What do you want people to say about you after you pass? What do you want people to experience after you pass? Deep questions today on the Boss Your Business podcast. (laughs) I also, during my maternity leave, felt very inspired by all of the baby businesses that I purchased from. And I really think it's important that we kind of look outside of the pet industry and look at what other companies are doing and what they're doing well and get inspired by those things. Like I know um, subscriptions aren't anything new, but what I found interesting is there's a company that makes these supplement balls. They're called like mama balls, I think. (laughs) And they're just four little balls that come in a little packet. And it's like, you eat these, you you eat one packet a day and it gives you the nutritional value that you would be maybe missing from your diet. Because what happens is we're so busy taking care of the baby. We don't know when we can get a meal in, right? I feel like somebody said to me, Oh, are all your, all your meals cold? I said, no. And at first I was like, no, I I make hot food. And then I realized, oh yeah, but I usually eat it (laughs) cold because it's the minute, oh my gosh, the minute you put it in the microwave or on the oven and the minute it's done, the baby wakes up always. Oftentimes our food intake is lacking as new moms. And so this company came, you know, knew that problem and came out with a supplement pouch. And then of course it's a, it's a limited product, but it, they put it on recurring shipments. And so you can adjust your frequency. They have bundles you can buy. They've got variety packs. But And then when that package came, it was just beautifully done. When you open the box, it had this beautiful saying on it or something along the lines of one of the most important things you can do for your baby is to feed yourself, right? Like the, the nutrition that we're putting in our bodies right now really matters, impacts their lives. So it's reiterating and reminding us as the consumer why we need to continue buying their product and put it on auto subscription. It's easy to adjust in case you don't need as many right away. But anyway, I, what I loved is that they had, they were fulfilling a need of a problem that I was already feeling. And so I totally fell for their Facebook ad. <laughs> what I love there is they, they really thought about the problem and then they have a solution and served it right up to me. I also like some of the about us cards. So these about us cards have been really beautifully done. They share um, stories about the owner of the company and why they started their company. They really draw you in into feeling like um, you you know them a little bit better, even though you just bought it, their product online. I think you could do that even in an in-business experience too, sharing your story a lot more. I know you can either on signage in your store, a video in your store, video on social media, postcards that go into shopping bags, postcards that get sent to people's homes or shipped in boxes. Um, you can definitely share your story much more, not just the story about the pet, but really about you and your pet or, or why you started your business. Um, there also are ways that a lot of these companies are um, continuing, encouraging you to continue to engage with them on not just on their social media, but by going to a website, you know, scanning a QR code and going to a website to watch uh, some educational videos about the topic that this product serves uh, um, and supports. So it could be like how-to guide. Um, it could be, again, more information about the company or tips on, in my case, I was watching all these videos, tips on how to swaddle a baby or um, different tips on how to give a baby a bath. 
Um, which leads me to this one company, Lulu and company, they sell baby clothing, but all their social media, most of their social media are actually like how to tutorials of just, uh, of taking care of a baby. And it just so happens that all of the babies are in their products that they sell, but you really get to know the owner of the company and she's doing the videos. I think it's, she's the owner, um, but the same person's doing the videos. And so you get to know them and, um, they're giving all kinds of tips about parenting with that young newborn child and what to do. And so you can do the same thing with your advertising. It's like you sell all these products and services, but really your social media needs to answer the pain points that your customers are going through and talk about that specific product or solution that you have and give them tips on how they can even kind of DIY it themselves or give them tips on things that they need to think about. You're not even really serving up the product that they should buy. Not gone really well, but I really liked all of that advertising that I was seeing that was not so much about product driven, but how to's. However, I fell for a lot of product driven advertising. <laughs> I sure bought up my fair share of Facebook ads. So I think we need to remember that we do need to do some paid advertising. And so I want you to just visit some websites that you like and you'll start to get served up Facebook ads and <laughs> just start clicking around in the ads on your, on Facebook. If you need some inspiration on how to market your pet business, a lot of things I saw were individual product shots or a lot of video, like fun video, like demonstrating the products that at least got me to click. And then just continuing here on social media, it's like, when I was nursing and feeding Carmine, there's just that endless scrolling in the middle of the night or whenever on my phone and watching reels and seeing different people doing different things on all the different apps. And it's easy to get stuck in that comparison game. And I'm, I was getting stuck in the comparison game, just of mom stuff, right? Like there's, it's so many, I'm getting so many new reels now that I didn't get served up before and just seeing um, either how other moms do things or how um, much time has already passed and things I might've missed out on. And I'm like, I don't have that. Do I have that video of Carmine when he was little? Cause these, this reel is making me feel like I'm missing out already on those experiences with him. Did I get that picture of him? Like, you know, yawning the way that this baby's yawning anyway. So it, that's the, the maternity example, but it gets, it's easy to get stuck in this comparison game. And it's easy to make you feel like you don't know what you're doing when you follow all these people on social media. And it makes you feel like you want to have what other people have, and it can make you feel less than right. So I think we need to toss all that out. <laughs> okay. We need to use all of this social media that we see as just inspiration. Should we want to try to do any of it or learn from it? It has no reflection of us and the and you and the work that you're doing. I want you to just keep going and remember that you're on your own journey. I have to keep telling myself that, right? Like I'm on my own journey. And for me as a mom, I wanted to be very present. And so my take on all those reels is that those people are <laughs> staging all this, all these things, and it probably is taking them a ton of time and they're not being very present with their baby. That's how I'm taking it. But it also gives me lots of inspiration and I can see that there's so many things actually that these parenting kind of companies or people or influencers do that we can do as well as pet businesses. So start to really look at your social media feed and look at how the person is 
executing their video social media and see if you can execute something similar as well. But anyway, the point here is that I have been doing endless scrolling on social media and that, you, you know, it's easy to get stuck in your own head and playing the comparison game. I want you to remember that you have really good things going on in your life as well. Put that attitude of gratitude up front and then, and remind yourself of the good things. And to remind yourself that even if you want what you see on social media, that you can get it, right? But you're on your own journey. And so all you need to do in your own journey is the one step that'll get you closer to what it is that you see there. Because we can't compare ourselves to other people because we never know what's actually going on on the other side of that camera. (laughs) All right. So covered a lot today. I've covered a lot about um, kind of what our, what we went through as a company, things that worked really well, things that we need to do moving forward. Talked about how to trust the team and, and some ideas there for you. And also kind of a couple things I learned on maternity leave. But here's the reality of it all. Uh, was it perfect? No. Uh, did we have some mess ups? Yes. Did we push ourselves? Yes, we did as a team. Yes, we did. Are we open to change and figuring out how to make everything better? Yes, 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 we are. So lots of good things came from taking some time off, even though it wasn't really time off, was it? I worked my arm off practically. (laughs) I say my arm because my arm has had a major workout, my arm and my elbow and my wrist from holding Carmine so much. Now, if only I could just duplicate myself though. Hmm. Maybe there's a product out there for that. (laughs) Maybe I'll get a Facebook ad about it. (laughs) Something else I can buy off the internet. All right, Pet Boss, I want you to have a great day and I will talk to you real soon.